Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Today is the last day for United Sport & Cycles Locker Room VIP event. Save 20 to 60% off the entire store. All 30 different sports, all a minimum 20% off. This only happens twice a year, so don't miss out. Catch the last day today. Details available in-store or online at unitedsport.ca. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision real easy. This is Ryan Asian Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This, this, this is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digital. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Brother, my brother, you can hold it all together. Night brings night, where it's cold and dark forever. Fire lines are right. I'll be back to open up the show. Welcome, everybody. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer at the 630 Chad Studios, the city's south side. The Edmonton Oilers with an optional skate this morning. Some of the dads in town had a conversation with a couple of them today. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad. Visit their new e-commerce site. Order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now. See, Brendan, I threw a curveball at you there because you thought I was going to be down at Rogers' place, but uh, optional practice. Boys got uh, about half the players on the ice and had a conversation with uh, three or four different sets of people. I know there's a whole group of folks in from... The beautiful community of Saskatoon down at Rogers Place as well as part of an event. Uh, so it was a, a cool opportunity to uh, get a chance to speak with them. Uh, coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, we will have a recap of last night's thrilling overtime victory for the Edmonton Oilers. Exciting hockey, no question about it. After a tough start, Cam Talbot brilliant, and the Oilers uh, get the win. Uh, we'll have NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, the first half hour of the show as well. From uh, NHL Hockey on Rogers, Elliot Friedman, courtesy of our friends from the River Creek Resort and Casino. 105 Today, Nashville Predators television color analyst Chris Mason, former Western Hockey League goaltender. Nashville's in Calgary tonight. 
and then I'll play the orders tomorrow. And at uh, uh, 1.35, Edmonton Oil Kings back. Red Deer Rebels tonight, is that who's in town? That's correct. Division I, matchup. You know what? I saw the Prince Albert Raiders bus here as well, so they must be passing on the way through. I don't know if they're going to Calgary or something. Who knows? That's but. the best team in the country right now, so maybe the Oil are, Kings are, are lucky they're not starting. Are they ranked number one? They in are this, ranked number one. Ranked, well, we've already talked a bit about uh, Brett Leeson, who's leading the Western Hockey League in scoring, a 19-year-old. Father, one of the well, I, I know John Sexsmith had reached out to me from Global, and uh, he agreed with me. Best uh, Canadian quarterback we've ever we, we ever saw about twenty five years ago. Guy was unbelievable. Made the uh, Edmonton Eskimos practice roster in the mid nineteen nineties, coming out of junior football, elected to go to university football instead, and then. Uh, when Regina joined the CIS, uh, ended up getting them into a Vanier Cup with a very average squad. But hey, if you got a great quarterback, that can happen. And you know what? If you have a superstar player in hockey, that can happen too. Anything can happen when you have that guy. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, yes, Elliot's appearances are brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tomorrow night at the uh, River Cree Resort and Casino, they've got Strange Love, the Depeche Mode experience. Uh, tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Of course, we've got the orders and the Preds tomorrow night with the uh, face-off show live from Studio 99 at uh, 6.30 tomorrow night. Do you think we could have had a better two guests to open up the show last night? What did you think? That was pretty impressive. I think uh, <laughs> that might have caught some people by surprise Wayne Gret- the big bosses. Yes, uh, Wayne Gretzky and Daryl Cates joined us in last night's edition of uh, Oilers Now. By the way, you can text us at 6.30, 6.30. And uh, we'll have an announcement coming up on uh, Monday's show about a change to our text line and who's going to be bringing you that moving forward. So just a little bit of a teaser there. We're on Twitter as well, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer. Tweet Brendan at uh, Brendan Escott. Let's get to it. It's the Oilers Now Audio Vault for our friends at Direct Workwear. On the job, you need the best. And in Edmonton or online, the best is Direct Workwear. Huge selections of garments, accessories, and women's gear. Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings. Online at directworkwear.com. We will start with an audio recap of a thrilling Oilers overtime victory last night against Boston. Heinen will give it up. Back is to the net. Rich shot off the crossbar to the corner. Marsh and one-timer Bergeron. Another tremendous save by Cam Talbot with a pass. And Marshawn denied. Then he tried to tuck up the rebound. And Nurse swept it off the goal line. Rich shot. Save made by Talbot. What a sequence. Bruins are able to keep it alive. Greslick back door. Rich shot. Krejci scores. Pass left side. Yamamoto beats his man. Shoots and scores. And then his first National Hockey League goal, Tyler Yamamoto, the equalizer. We are tied at one. It was coming, right? I mean, he's had the two best setups in this period. And then that time finishes, and that was an elite-level finish from Connor Yamamoto. Kicks it back, left ball. Now McDavid, top of the right circle, fired wide, rebound, score off the boards. Ryan Nugent Hopkins buries the go-ahead goal. Marshawn breaks free behind the net, centering pass. Miller shoots and scores. Game is tied, and we'll go to overtime. As the Boston Bruins and the Edmonton Oilers have settled nothing. Beautiful play by McDavid, a steal. He blitzes right past Marshawn to the net. Ditches, what timer score? Leon Dreisaitl. What a play by McDavid. The steal, the feed, and Dreisaitl buries it for a 3-2 win in Time. 
I got to say something when you're on home ice uh, and you have control of your own effects in your own building. Man, that sounded good when the Oilers scored. I mean, and, and don't don't get me wrong, we got great fans in Edmonton. Everybody knows that building's been full. Team's been out of the playoffs for eleven of the last twelve years, but you have a real appreciation for the sound on those responses after the goal. It sounds great, especially when Connor McDavid makes that type of play. I mean, he baited Brad Marchand in that long stretch pass, picked it off. How many of you right now? You can text us at six thirty six thirty. Love the fact that it was Brad Marchant that he walked past going back the other way. It was almost like, you know what, it was almost like he was a cornerback and they're throwing the out and he's daring you to throw it. And if you underthrow it, he's going the other way. That's what happened. But then for him to wheel past Marchant, walk in, set up Dreisaitl, rip job home with the kill. Man, it was, uh, it was, it was a great moment. Uh, the hockey team's now 3-2. and two. What a difference a week makes, right? 0-2 to start. I did the show from New York City last Friday and... And no one's getting ahead of themselves here because the fact of the matter is the Oilers still haven't had one complete game all year. They were on the ropes early last night. Talbot played great. I, I, with all due respect to our colleagues over at Sportsnet, I'm not quite sure how Cam Talbot didn't get a star in last night's game because he was the only reason why Edmonton was still in it after one. But when you have that guy, when you have 97... Even when you're playing a team with Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, and, and Brad Marchand, probably the best line in the NHL, anything's possible. And so here the Edmonton Oilers are. They've won back-to-back overtime games in a stretch where they're playing six teams 100-plus points in a row, and they're 3-2. and two. They had 11 games in the month of October. If they can get to five or six wins, it's a good month based on the caliber of teams. I, I talked to somebody today. He said to me, Stoff, he goes, 16, you look at the first 16 games of the year. If the team's got eight wins in those first 16, they're in a good spot because of the caliber of the opponents that we assume you know, are going to be with the standings of where they're at. So Edmonton gets the win. Todd McClellan had these post-game comments on Cam Talbot keeping his team in it. Talbot was essential in the first period. We were flat. We didn't, uh, you know, we were frozen. We didn't move. We we got pucks and we were standing still thinking about where the puck was going to go next. And that happened in Winnipeg a little bit as well. Once we got going and once we got skating and supported puck movement, we were a lot better. But without Cam's performance in the first period, we don't get a chance to come back. All right, a uh, couple injuries, and we have got a bit of an injury update just in the last 25 seconds. Todd McClellan's spoken, but this is McClellan last night on the injuries to Matt Benning and Ty Ratty. Yeah, I haven't uh, got updates. They obviously didn't return. They were injured enough not to finish the night. Uh, based on the injuries and what I was told, I would say they're doubtful for Saturday. All right, so Todd McClellan just in the last minute has confirmed that Matt Benning will not be available versus Nashville, and they'll have an update on Ty Ratty's status tomorrow. If you recall, Matt Benning collided with uh, Bacchus, David Bacchus, and and did not come out uh, for the second period. So um, logic dictates that Edmonton's going to have to make a move here because they've only got six healthy defensemen. The guy that's the most obvious guy to come up is Kevin Gravel. He played well in the preseason, but the Oilers sent him down early because they were concerned that he might actually get claimed if it was closer. So they tried to sneak him down early. I think we all thought there was a distinct possibility he comes up. I know that uh, in communicating with Jay Woodcroft, he talked uh, about uh, Gravel's ability to kill penalties. He's got a good stick. And, and frankly, 
if if Gravel's the option for the Oilers, and at this stage, to me, he would be the most obvious guy. Um, I would not hesitate to have him paired with Evan Bouchard uh, in tomorrow's game against Nashville. So, food for thought on that front. But my guess is, if you were to, the, again, the guy that makes the most obvious sense would be, if you, especially if you're going to continue to play Russell on the second pairing on the right side, is to have Kevin Gravel come up. And in fact, frankly. I would have considered making another move before and already having Gravel here based on some of the challenges that Benning had. So we'll wait for that. Um, excuse me, one more thing to think about. there, Because of cap considerations and those sort of things, there's timing and sequences where you don't get charged. I, I, I don't have the particulars, but it, sometimes these call-ups occur later in the afternoon, like after 5 o'clock Eastern. So... Uh, we'll see. But if they know now that Benning can't play, they're going to have to get another defenseman up here in case somebody gets sick or something like that. You can't just have 6D around. And Garrison had some tough moments against the Winnipeg Jets. And oh, by the way, Edmonton's got Nashville tomorrow night. Kyler Yamamoto. You know what? He was the Oilers' best forward in the second period last night. Made two or three terrific plays. He's also done a real effective job on penalty killing, which says a lot about a 19-year-old kid. Here's Todd McClellan. I think any time that you use a young player like that on the penalty kill, that tells you how much you trust him and what his uh, anticipation skills are like. He's very, uh, very aware of what's going on around him with and without the puck. So as a result, he becomes a very good offensive player, but he's also very trusting defensively right now. And um, when we watch the, uh, the chances for and against... He's in some chances against, but a lot of times he's a victim of of the play around him. Last night, uh, the line, actually, since they've been put together, Lucic with Strom and Yamamoto have outchanced the opposition 5-on-5. Five five. They're winning that Corsi battle. Maybe it's because Lucic is going against second-slash, third-pairing D-man. Strom gets a little bit... Uh, you know what? You got Milan Lucic on. Ryan's played with a little bit of bite since the start of the season, got involved in end of the game melee against New Jersey. Uh, melee, relative terms. Not a 1980s melee, but a 2018, you know, melee. My late father would refer to it as, uh, you know, don't be giving any love taps out there. If you're going to drill a guy, drill a guy. But it's a different time, and so the uh, problem was I drill those guys, and then they'd kick the snot out of me, which is what would happen if you'd line up against Todd you and then look at him in the wrong way, the wrong time, which was every time we played St. Albert. Uh, you can text us at 630, 630. Kyler Yamamoto scoring his first goal, and he had this to say. It was a beauty. It was an unbelievable pass by Larson. Um, you know, just tried to spin off and um, you know got free and uh, tried to go upstairs and uh, luckily it worked. The words can't really describe how it felt, but it was an unbelievable feeling. Well, it, it was a pretty good pass by Larson. It was an unbelievable play by Yamamoto. I mean, to to pick the pass up, to have the courage at that size, to take it hard to the hole, and then to beat uh, Halak with a rip job was and and he deserved it because he set up two terrific looks. One for Lucic. Uh, before that, so it was a good night for him. Um, Leon Dreisaitl, after the game, had these comments on helping out Cam Talbot. Yeah, he, he held us in the game. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, you know, obviously we, we we all know what we have in him, and um, we're all very proud to to have him back there. And um, you know, he does this so many times for us, and um, you know, it's nice to to kind of bail him out uh, at the end a little bit too. Um, Leon's got to get it going here. It's got to be better. And I know he got the game winner, and hopefully that's something that he can build on. 
but five on five, there's been some struggles. And, you know, there's been some times where he's been caught on the wrong side of pucks. This guy's got a lot more game to give. Uh, there is nobody, um, you know, if, if you've been listening to Oilers now, I want to dry settle three months before the Oilers ever took him. Five months before the Oilers ever took him. I remember Jim Matheson and myself watching a playoff game, and he's like, the only time Prince Albert does anything against the Oil Kings is when dry settles on the ice. By the way, the Oil Kings won the Memorial Cup that year. and But in the opening round, like, Leon's got a high ceiling, and I don't think he's all the way there right now. I mean, McDavid, what, what can you say? He's got 11 points in five games. Like, he's pretty much bringing it shift by shift. Dry has got more to give. And I say that, and some might say I'm his biggest fan, but I say that as somebody that believes in him perhaps more than anybody. There's, there's way more there. Last night, if you heard the face-off show, you, uh, we had Wayne Gretzky on the show a couple days ago. Wayne was kind enough again to join us last night on the face-off show. So, too, did Daryl Cates. He had these comments on the team's flat uh, start to the season, the Edmonton Oilers owner. Uh, Daryl Cates was in New York City. And then again last night as uh, we opened up Studio 99 at Rogers Place and was there for the Oilers home opener as well. Here's the Oilers owner. Then I spoke to Peter and, you know, I asked him, you know, explain to me how this team, you know, 18 months ago went so far in the playoffs. It's effectively the same team, except a lot of the players are more mature, they're older, they're more developed. And, you know, I just didn't think we were showing up. Uh, um, last year, the first couple games this year, first two periods of the Winnipeg game, but, you know, I mean, we, we, we had it in us, I felt, and that's what was most frustrating for me, and I know for all our fans, and, uh, you know, to see uh, the third period, you know, it was really exciting. That's uh, Oilers owner uh, Daryl Cates. We, we're working on the technology of doing live shows out of uh, Studio 99, so our apology if the sound was... Uh, a little off, but uh, and the and the, saying this, the Edmonton Oilers are three and two right now. They've not had a complete game yet. They've not beaten Nashville in the last four seasons. Okay, that, the Preds have been a tough team for Edmonton to to play. Major reason why they got two sets of D, which can basically match up against Connor McDavid. So the Oilers have to play a lot better against Nashville than they did against Boston. Edmonton turned way too many pucks over the first half of the game. Uh, they got to get some guys going in their bottom six as well. I mean, Brodziak got benched. Cassian, not much happened for him all night long. Jujara Kara has regressed from where he was last season. I mean, he's got to he's got to get it going on. I already mentioned dry. You know, I already gone went down the path on dry settle. I mean, dry settle is absolutely critical. But again, I will say this: Strom with Lucic and Yamamoto have a chance. Uh, can Reader? Dreisaitl and Pugliarvi do some things, maybe. Uh, Pugliarvi had a tuck, uh, tough turnover early in the game. wonder if that got to him a little bit. And if Ratty can't go tomorrow night, is it just as simple as put, putting Alex Chase on up there, a veteran player? I mean, how many of you right now think it doesn't really matter who Edmonton plays with Connor McDavid? He's so good, he can carry a line. and I mean, he is the best player in the league. What do you think, Brendan? Does it, are we at the stage here where we're willing to concede that I mean, you, for a game or two, you could have Chase on there and just play him on the right side with Nugent Hopkins and McDavid. Could you roll with that? I've wondered that in the, in the recent games where they're talking so much about how to get the other lines going. And I'm thinking, do you really need Nuge on his wing with what he's doing? Yeah. 
I mean, he's finishing himself, which is, was kind of the knock well, on he's had the first it, couple of years, right? Yeah, Nugent Hopkins has had a good start. So he's playing a ton. Like he's, mm-hmm. I, don't, I think he was around 22, 23 minutes. He's, at, he's over 22 minutes on the season. So uh, I like I don't think you need to, like people say, well, now's an opportunity to play Poliarvi with McDavid. I'm, I would be more inclined to keep Dreisaitl, Reader, and Poliarvi together and just throw Chase on up there with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins and, and go from there. So uh, let us know what you think. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. When we come back, Brendan Escott will have NHL today for elite promotional marketing. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630-CHED. It's 12-28 in Edmonton. Very quickly, this text comes in. Bob, praising the playoff vibe at Oilers games, three games in, shameless. No, I was praising the sound and the crowd and the fans. Not that the Oilers were playing on a playoff level. You got to pick up on the distinction there, bud. Very quickly, Reed Wilkins has just sent this in from Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Well, we're on the positive side of, of 500, so I say we, we're handling it not too bad. The schedule hasn't been um, easy by by any means, uh, opponent and travel, so I would say that puts us on the positive side. Uh, I still don't think we're learning lessons that well yet, though, like the starts. Um, we're, we're slowly wading into games. We're almost waiting for something negative to happen to trigger our, our good game, and um, that has to get fixed, so that would bring us back to the, the midway point of uh, of um, our evaluation, but it's still early. Um, you know, I still believe that this team is um, is fighting off the past a little bit, if you will. It carries that a bit, and it has to get over and beyond that. We're a new group. We've got a new year uh, in front of us, and. Um, to me, it, once we get through that initial phase of the game and we start to play, then we're fine. But um, that has to improve. Lots to work on for the Oilers. Special thanks to Reed Wilkins for getting that into us. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.